Hey, Juno. Juno. You're not participating, Juno. You're supposed to say what? What? Juno, say what? She's what? just looking at She's got her head tilt. Hey, wouldn't it be? It's it's podcast time and you're stuck in daddy's office because, you know, because cat, right? Yeah. Come on. What do you got to say for yourself? She's got her paw up. She's going to say something. No, she's not going to. No, she's not going to say a thing. All right. Anyway, so I tell you what. From Rochester, New York, the home of the silent animal, this is FC3's Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky and everything. Everything can be geeky if you love it enough. Starring Daniel Carmen, starring Billy DeTore, starring Tanya Metris, and starring me. I am your host. My name is Chris Frank. We are missing a Billy today. That's unfortunate. He's, he sent the text message to the group chat saying, I'm not going to be able to make it today. And I, I sent him immediately the gif of, of Vader coming off the table. No! <laughs> but we do, in his place, have a wonderful guest, a guest who we have been trying to get on board to the podcast for a couple of weeks now, the lovely and talented Elizabeth Rice. How are you, Elizabeth? I'm doing okay. I am know. so excited to get you to hang out with us. Yeah, well, it's 20. You're doing the best we can for 2020. And, um, you know, I saw a TikTok video this morning where um, the intern of Father Time came in and said, um, Father Time, I'm having an, uh, an issue here. Your your planner it skips from 2020 to 2022. And he said, no, 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 no. It's 2022. He goes, yeah, it's supposed to go to 2021. He goes, no, no, no. 2022. And the, the kid scares him for a second and goes, Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But um, the, the lovely and vivacious Elizabeth Rice is typically here when we're going to talk about a particular topic, and that would be Blake Seven, of course. No, wait, no, wrong BBC. <laughs> wrong BBC. <laughs> I know. We should yeah. have a chat about Blake Seven one of these days. That's an entirely underrated and almost forgotten show. Yeah. What is Blake before. Seven? I haven't. I haven't watched it myself, but I just know that Big Finish does audio dramas for that, too. There you go. Blake Seven was the BBC's answer to Star Wars back in the 70s. Oh. And um, it ran, for, I can't remember if it ran for like two or three seasons. I'm going to have to look it up because we'll we'll talk about it properly. During a regular Hold podcast. on. I've got Google. Uh, there goes Tanya. Um and it's all a, it, they've got the 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 hero spaceship and everything and the crew is it's it's just got a very dramatic plot line and it's got this whole overreaching arc of fighting against uh, injustice and whatnot and and a very interesting ending uh which four seasons have. four seasons okay cool and uh but that's not the show we're going to talk about there's another bbc show in particular that celebrated recently it's 57th anniversary 57 years of Doctor Who. And uh, Elizabeth, I have commonly and often said once time and again that you actually <laughs> surpassed my knowledge level when it comes to the show, which is surprising considering how much of the show I have experienced and how much I know. And, um, and I do not say that in any insulting fashion. This is sheer admiration on my part. So I love it when you come on to the, uh, to the show to talk a little bit about our favorite show here. Yeah. Um, and uh, so here we are. And yeah. now, how did you celebrate the 57th? Did you watch anything or listen to anything in particular? I had to work that day. Uh -huh. but I did wear, I wore like my 13th Doctor shirt to work. There you go. You know, for something fun to do. And I made myself a, a mascot of some Doctor Who fabric I had laying around. So I could wear that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and then when I got home, I did watch um, Day of the Doctor because that okay. is one of my favorite episodes. It is um, a great one. Yeah, 
10 and 11 get along so famously. Oh, it's, it's, they so get such great fun. chemistry between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think I might've even sat down and read a little bit of the book again too, because the novelization is great as well. Especially is it? Stephen, Stephen Moffat wrote it too. Okay. So there, there's some interesting, it, cause it's not exactly like the, the episode. I mean, there's extra scenes of course, cause it's, it's mm-hmm. in the style of the, the old, you know, target novelizations that they did for the show, you know, right. or, um, my two favorite parts that are either not in or slightly different from, from the episode is, uh, first of all, River Song is the one who tells the 10th Doctor about where to find the Zygons in, okay. in England, which is fun. It's, it's a whole chapter and, and it's just hilarious because the, the setting is that River is in the bath and the 10th Doctor is in the bath with her, except he's <laughs> fully clothed. <laughs> <laughs> and I can see that too. <laughs> I can see him there with his brown suit. <laughs> he's trying to get information out of her and she's just like, <laughs> like, don't you want to take at least your shoes off? <laughs> <laughs> And then um, one of the other parts that I think is, I think fun might be the wrong word, but I think it's funny, um, is the scene where they're all locked in the dungeon together. Mm-hmm. You know how like, you know, uh, the war doctor, I forget which one says, you know, how many, did you ever, the war doctor says how many children were on Gallifrey that day? Did you ever count? And 11 says, I have absolutely no idea. And 10 is like, uh, yes i know exactly how many um in the novelization i think 10 winds up punching 11 so hard that he passes that he that he, that he blacks out <laughs> he just gets so angry at him and he I'm gets like, so oh. angry at 11 he punches himself out yeah yeah which brings the the this is what i'm like when when i'm alone joke uh-huh. <laughs> yeah that much more meaningful oh, it's really good though um because they did a series i think there were four that came out um, around that time, because I think, yeah, Stephen Moffat did a novelization of Day of the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember which episode Russell T. Davis did, because RTD did a, did a novel of his, too. Let me see if I can. Um, because I, I know the others were Rose, Twice Upon a Time, and The Christmas Invasion. And I think, I think RTD wrote the one for Rose and then um, some other authors did the one for Christmas Invasion and Twice Upon a Time. And I think there's another batch of them due to come out next year. So mm-hmm. that'll be fun. Really and that's- Damon might, might do a novelization of one of his episodes. That would be a lot of fun. And that's one of the things I'm behind on is I really have never listened to any of the big finish. I think there was one where it was the sixth doctor and I remember there was this throwaway line of uh, if he ex- it was basically it was, they set up a series of situations where they explain why he wore such a uh, that hideous coat because <laughs> it was to confuse a particular type of alien who couldn't, oh, yeah. who couldn't focus on the the colors. That was the only big finish I ever I ever listened to. And Colin uh, Baker did such a lovely job with it. It was so yeah. fun to listen to him in action and just enjoy himself. Yeah. Uh, so, but I I really should hunker in and start listening to those on a regular basis there's so many of them though now it's like where would you even start yeah well i know there's some on spotify Mm -hmm. you know i think some of the earlier ones are on spotify um Mm -hmm. but you know you can kind of just pick a character that you like and they probably have a big finish spinoff at least (laughs) because i think i think in january it'll be the 
I think it's the seventh volume of River Song stories they've done. Mm-hmm. So that you know, and then they've got some for Lady Christina D'Souza. There, they did a box set with Jenny, the Doctor's daughter. The Paternoster Gang has the series now. Oh, that's great. Of course, in May they will finally have the Ninth Doctor himself, Christopher Eccleston, mm-hmm. finally free to come back. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure it was because of of big of a uh, Gallifrey one. Because mm-hmm. he seemed to have such a blast at Galley this year. So I think you really got to see how much people love him and love his doctor. And were because people, I think he was getting asked literally all weekend by people, you know, when are, when are you going to do Big Finish? And, you know, he just, he just saw how much people loved his doctor and he decided to come back. So I'm excited for those. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see kind of like what kind of stories they're doing with it because they've the only thing they've said so far is that he's back i don't know if billy piper is involved i don't know if john barrowman is involved they haven't said anything yet but there are at least four volumes of stories coming out i think to next year and to the following year so i'm excited for that <laughs> probably be a good jumping on point for anybody who wants to listen and loves that doctor <laughs> fair point and then you know it was so good because he, for such a long time he dug it he, he was the tom baker of the new era Right. He had burned out and just decided that's it. I'm cut off and I don't want anything to do with it. Um, you know, even though the the fans were just screaming for more. Um, I mean, admittedly, his his reaction was a little bit more dramatic than Tom's. Um, but, you know, you finally had this this turnaround where he saw genuinely that, you know, the people who matter the most, the people who listen to the show, watch the show, love the show and talk about it all the time. They were the ones asking, you know, and, and so it just became less of a political situation and more of, Hey, I have this ability to reach out. And it, it, that was, yeah. so here you go, the snowball. Um, I know I asked you this question the first time we met at, uh, at FC three uh, during the doctor who panel, but how, how did you get into the show in the first place? Cause you and I really in a realistic level, you and I are from different generations. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching, you know, uh, third and fourth and fifth doctors as they were being, you know, a few months after they were being aired in England, they were coming to America. Um, whereas you had the ability to kind of jump on from the beginning of the rebirth of the series. So how did you find it? Where did, what brought you to it? So basically just like uh, my aunt and uncle are big fans. I had some friends in high school that were big fans and yeah, they were like, oh, you should watch it. You'd like it. And I was like, all right. So I think it was like over over like winter break of my senior year of high school. Um, Mm -hmm. It was still on Netflix at the time. (laughs) So I started it up and just, you know, kind of went from there. Um, Mm -hmm. It was funny. I think I've told this before, but it was kind of funny because when I got to Silence in the Library, Forest of the Dead, (laughs) I realized that I'd seen that episode before um, because my, I think I had been doing like homework or something and my grandpa fell asleep with BBC America on and that was more interesting than my homework. So I'd seen that (laughs) and realized it was Doctor Who at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got to, you know, there was that and then it just kind of went from there, you know, like I I think the moment I kind of was like, yeah, this is a show I'll be you know, very much into. I mean, I like the first episode, of course. I especially, you know, love the uh, Nine's whole speech about, you, you know, um, I can feel the world turning. You yeah. Know, it was just such a kind of goosebumps moment. But I think exactly. the moment I was really sold was um, let us mourn the earth with a classic earth ballad and Toxic mm-hmm. starts playing. Toxic Britney Spears. <laughs> 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 Bitchy trampoline. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> or taint, you know, I think Tainted Love is in there, that episode too. And I was just like, this is hilarious. And, and, and Nine is sitting there, he's yep. kind of, he's jigging along with, yep. that, with that grin on his face saying, yep. this is too appropriate. This is yep. very, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and yeah, it's just, I've, I've loved the show and it's, you know, there's so much to it. Even when it's not on TV, there's so much you can get into, you know. I think I found out about Big Finish just from people that I'd followed online and like, you know, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I kind of checked it out a little bit to start with, but I really got going with it once they brought um, David Tennant back on board to play the doctor. Cause he had, he had done big finish for them before right. he got part of the doctor. He's in a couple of, of their older releases, but yeah. And then I, they, when, once they started doing stuff from the era of the show that I was most familiar with, I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll jump in on this too. <laughs> yeah. Tanya, how about you? I, I know, I think I, I strong-armed you into the show, didn't I? You did. It was over February break from, uh, I don't know how many years ago it was. I want to say five, six, seven. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it was a while ago, and uh, you know, uh-huh. come on, come on, come on. And once I dove in, I dove in. And yeah, you know what? I don't think I realized exactly how your reaction was going to be, right? I, I figured you were going to like it. I just didn't think you were going to give me like dove all in, like like binge series in a weekend. And like, oh well, God. I don't think it was a weekend. I think it, I think well, I started over February break, and I want to say by the middle of March, I had done all the all the all the episodes that were currently on Netflix at the time. So. Yeah. I think I think your husband was a little mad at me too because I, I have this suspicion that he tried getting you into the show a couple of times just for the amusement factor of it, and it did not take. And then all of a sudden, here I come and I got well, you to watch it. Well, he was watching the the Tom Baker classic. ones. He was watching yeah. the classic ones, and I I still have not gone back to the classic ones. And I know I've seen like a couple of the ones um, for the newer seasons, and I'm like, eh, I wasn't too sure, but. When I like, am in the middle of something that I don't necessarily know the background of where they've gotten to that point. I'm mm-hmm. kind of like Billy, where I have to be a completist, where I have to like kind of start at the beginning of something before I can't just jump in in the middle and try to figure out what's going on. So mm-hmm. I think that was probably one of the things. And going, what is this? And, and the thing is, like, I don't like Red Dwarf either. So and he he loves that. Yeah. So. This this all touches on stuff that you and I have talked about on podcasts. <laughs> British days. humor uh, type British thing humor, that your British sci-fi, which has a little bit of British humor in it, you're okay with, but full on, you know, Monty Python, Red right. Dwarf, you know, <laughs> Benny Hill, stuff like that. You're just you're gonna be like, yeah, pass. But the rest of us are like, yes, give us more. Well, right um, now he's watching Good Omens. Uh-huh. And he's loving it. And he goes, I don't think you'll like it. He goes, It's too um uh a uh, hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy type thing. It really is to a degree where, where he's going, where they're going. I'm like, yeah. Like, I'm like, now what's this? What's what's because he was watching it like the second episode or something. I'm like, okay, I'm out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It looked intriguing and interesting, but I'm like, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure, but you- I'm looking now because uh, I'm um, Doctor Who is on HBO Max, so now I can go back and rewatch. But I have them on DVD, so I right. can go back and 
that's my plan to eventually start collecting the seasons on DVD, even though I know streaming services, streaming services. Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes you just want to be able to hold it in your hand and put it anywhere you want, like on your computer, on this laptop where we undo this, you know, kind of thing. Or just be able to look at your shelf and see it there. And call me old-fashioned, but that's a thing. How about you, daniel Son? You were Battlestar Galactica, Star Trek. Did you ever get into Doctor Who when we were, when we were that age? Not as much as you. I mean, I, I did watch it. I, right. I wasn't as much as, I mean, I really got into it a lot more when, when you know, when the new seasons started there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did watch it because there wasn't much else to watch back then. And it was sci- science fiction. It was, you know, I, I like British shows. That was probably the main one that I watched, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely didn't get into it as much as you did back then, you and Brian. And, right. And, and so I, I couldn't talk on the same level as you back then, but um <laughs> You've caught up. <laughs> Still harder to go back and watch the old ones, though. It, it, it is. I mean, you have an entirely different production vibe. Yeah, production just... ethos. You know, mm-hmm. and, and you know, you had the episodic, um, you know, bug-eyed rubber monster of the week kind of thing. There really wasn't a lot in terms of story arcs. You might have a two-part or three-part or kind of or some loose kind of attachment to each other. Um, but the way that it was structured and the way that it ran, it was more of a sci-fi soap opera than anything else. Mm-hmm. And the, the acting was just so tremendously over the top more often than not. It was, <laughs> it's hard to kind of shift gears. And that, this leads me, and this is great, this leads me down the path to bring the conversation back to Elizabeth. Because uh, Elizabeth, as, as finding New Who, you know, watching Christopher Eccleston, watching David Matt, you know, Peter and Jody. Did you, when did you, cause I know you did, but when did you make that decision to go back and start looking at the classic and what were your first impressions of it? I'm trying to remember exactly when, cause I, like I said, I started watching, you know, I started binging it on Netflix, like late 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 2012. I <laughs> when Tanya was talking I, I, about binging it. I remembered how, um, when I was watching season four for the first time, I actually, um, I freaked out so much at the end of the stolen earth when, you know, 10 and rip and, and Rose are about to be reunited and, oh, I know. and, he gets shot and he's regenerating. I freaked out so much that my dad told me I was done for the day. He's like, I'm turning <laughs> it off. You are done. You can't watch another episode until tomorrow. I'm like, but that's like the closest I came to actually having to deal with a cliffhanger until <laughs> I think, at that point, season, season six had been done showing on TV. So okay. I had to go buy it on iTunes to finish watching it. So the first season I watched as it went out was season seven. And I think it was between like that. I, I, I'm trying, it must have been, it must have been in between, you know, the, the waiting for, for series seven to start. And when I had finished watching season six that I started watching some of the older ones, um, because I do, you know, I, of course, remember, you know, getting the references in, in Name of the Doctor. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the first one I watched, because I, cause I, don't, I don't think they were, I think Netflix might have had a couple of episodes at the time, um, but they weren't really streaming anywhere. So I think I must have gotten some DVDs out from the library or something. And I think the first one that I watched was probably The Five Doctors. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That was a fun episode. I remember that one. Yeah, well, because I was I was so intrigued by the idea of a multi-doctor episode, you know, because that was something I kind of cottoned on to the fact that that could be a thing pretty early on. Because um, I remember watching 
the empty child for the first time and Nancy says something like, oh, you have to go talk to the doctor about it. And you see this look on Nine's face, like what? And I'm like, oh, that would be so cool. But that, you know, winds up being a completely different character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think I started with the five doctors. I'm trying to remember what other ones I watched early on. I probably got the three doctors out as well. Cause I just, I, I thought that concept was interesting. I probably watched an unearthly child pretty early because I've, I've got like a list somewhere of, of the ones that I've seen. Um, right. Just keep track. I've watched a lot of fourth doctor ones um, because I really like Romana. <laughs> She's a yeah. fun character. So I, I've, I've watched and you cosplay all her very the first well. Romana ones. I think I've watched the first season of the second Romana ones. And then I, I started the, the season, her second season. Um, but I, I kind of jump around a lot just depending on, you know, what I'm kind of wanting to know more about. Cause sometimes there'll be references in an, in an episode and I'll be like, Oh, I wonder what that is. And then people online will be like, Oh, this is from this episode. I'm like, okay, I'll go watch that then, you know? Um, Cause like one of my friends at Gallifrey one this year did Sarah Jane Smith's costume from, Oh shoot. What's the episode? Oh, I can't remember what it was. Sarah Jane, is it a new episode that she was in? No, no, one of the the older ones. One of the fourth, third or fourth um, Doctor ones? Yeah. I think it was the, I haven't watched this episode yet, but but it was like the Mask of... of Mask of Mandragora? Yes, that one. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. See, I still have some yeah. chops. <laughs> <laughs> There's just some of the, you know, episode titles from the older ones. It's just like, okay, what, you know. <laughs> right. It gets a little um, challenging to remember them all sometimes. Yeah. I'm having that problem with the 13th Doctor ones too. Like people will be like, oh, the, you know, the battle of whatever. And I'm like, oh yeah, that one that I can never remember the name of. Um, and then I also watched another episode because um, this one lady did this amazing costume. Can't remember the character's name. Um, Eldrad Must Live, I think is what I remember. <laughs> oh, you know what? I know that. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about. Yeah, so I watched that one because um, I wanted to see what that character was all about. You know, I've the hand of fear. Yeah, hand of fear. Yeah, yeah. that one. So, and then I, I think I was watching oh the one where four goes back to Gallifrey because I wanted to start watching the Leela episodes, but that was like the like the the first one in the season where Leela comes in because I I haven't seen a single Leela episode, but I love her because of the Gallifrey series. Right. She's and she, so Louise Jameson always did a wonderful job with that character. It was always yeah. a lot of fun to watch Leela in action because her, her response was just kill it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it was so interesting to see. And I, th- I think it made it a very interesting um, twist. I mean, because in the 70s, you still had feminism was still kind of a thing that was growing. You didn't have this this tidal wave of diversity and equality that we have now. You know, mm-hmm. it was growing. It was a thing. So you have the doctor who was being the cerebral almost sometimes a pacifist. And then Leela, the, you know, the female is the one who's like, I will kill you. No, no, I'll take you. I'm protecting him. He's not saving the universe. I'm saving him so he can do his job. You know, there was, and it was so great to see that dynamic. And the doctor never, never, he never uh, slighted away from it. He never felt, you know, belittled or emasculated by it. He goes, Oh yeah, this is my friend. You know, he just kept going through with every stuff. He had to rein her in, but, but it was never, It was never like, oh, look at the funny woman being, you know, all all mean spirited. It was, it was, there was really this cool bond between the two of them. And yeah, I, and I, 
Yeah, in, in the Gallifrey series, she and Romana are really good friends. Uh, I think she's mm-hmm. like Romana's bodyguard to start with, but then they grow to be really good friends. Um, and it's fun listening to that dynamic. Like I've, I've, like I said, I've never seen an episode with Leela, but she is one of my favorite characters just based on the audios alone. <laughs> now, was it Lala Ward voicing Romana? Yes, Lala Fantastic. Ward. Yeah, it, it, for the most part, they have all of the original cast, unless they've passed away. Um, mm-hmm. I know recently did they did announce that they've got a new voice actor in to do some early war doctor stuff. Okay. Um, on her had been doing um, some big finish stories with them before he passed away. Um, and, you know, mostly cause you know, he was battling with cancer and it was something right. he could sit down and do yeah. and still act and have it be a job. Um, but he also, you know, obviously loved the fans. He, he was a guest at Gallifrey one, one year, I think probably the year before he died, he was at Gallifrey one. Um, and you could tell he really, he really enjoyed it. It was very sweet, you know. Well, <laughs> he was overwhelmed. One. He was so yeah. overwhelmed by the 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 um, the response that he got, yeah. you know. By the you know, and he knew what he was getting into when he signed mm-hmm. on for the party. Knew what the fandom was like. He knew he had been a fan of the show himself yeah. uh, to a degree. And um, I don't know if there's any truth to this or not, uh, but the urban legend that I heard is that when he knew that he was pretty much in his his final months. Uh, he had said something to a friend or an a- agent saying, you know, if I had to have a job uh, to end to end my career and my time on this earth with, this was the one to do it because this warmth that I'm receiving all the way to the end of my days has been just amazing. So, you know, it, I can see him saying something like that. I really can, mm-hmm. I can envision that because John Hurt was that kind of guy. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they, they recast the War Doctor. Um, mm-hmm. I think they've got... They've got somebody in doing the Brigadier now. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I forget. I think, is it John Coleshaw? I forget who it is. I'd have to look it up. Um, you know, and, and they've got somebody now doing the Third Doctor and um, Liz. Of course, um, Joe Grant is still being played by <laughs> the amazing actress Katie, Katie Manning, Katie who Manning. is light whenever she's at Gallifrey One. She's right. so much fun. She is a, she really is an amazing force of nature. That yeah. woman, she's just irrepressible, absolutely full full throttle woman. Um, who was the first Doctor Who actor you met? Ooh. Oh, I got to go look at my photos. I bet I know. I bet All I can right. figure that out. It might have been Matt. Okay. I feel like he was one of the earlier ones to come to. Well, no, it would have been somebody from Gallifrey One. Uh-huh. The first year, first year I went to Gallifrey One, I think the first person I got a picture with was Arthur Arthur Darville. Okay, and I had seen him before um, because I had gone to see him in Once when he was playing Guy in Once, and that was a lot of fun. <laughs> he mm. was fun because he, he sings, you know, and and plays right. guitar and everything. Yeah, I've had, I'm, I actually remember finding um, a couple of his bands pieces on youtube and just like yeah. listening to them and, and it's, it's it's cool it's pop it's it's good yeah. stuff yeah how about, yeah, how about you daniel son who, who was the first doctor who actor you met um who did we have caitlin blackwood <laughs> we had um well we yeah, had, we, colin, baker. Ca- we had colin. colin baker yep and then we had caitlin blackwood yep. and um and oh and terry uh um terry malloy oh. Yeah. I'm like, I knew I was going to say Terry Farrell, but that that's Star Trek. So yeah, yeah, I'm just like, I knew it was Terry, but I'm like, I couldn't remember. 
They look slightly different. Yes, slightly. Yes, there's, there's a little bit of. I, I think Terry Farrell's taller. That's about, <laughs> about it. And her hair is a little darker than, than Terry Malloy's is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Really, Helen Baker would be the first one. And then yes. Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Caitlin Blackwood. Because yeah. um, I know you had gone to a couple of cons, Dan, so I was, and I know you've gotten your pictures taken with, with Matt and with uh, Alex. Yeah, I, we're not to New York, yeah. So I wasn't sure if you'd met them before you'd met Colin. I think that was after, right? I couldn't, I see. That's why I was asking. 2018. 2018. Okay, so yeah, definitely after, because Colin yeah. was at our second show. Right. So, which was, was a bit of a victory for us to have a, a Doctor Who, <laughs> and actually having a Doctor at FC3, like, in the second year we did it. Mm -hmm. That was kind of cool. He's fun, too. Yeah, there, there was one year, I think they had Colin, Peter, and um, Paul, Paul mm -hmm. and Alfred won, and that was a lot of fun, because they, they, they let them do their own panel. They didn't even give a moderator. They were just like, go on. <laughs> well, go up there and have at it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I, you know, again, I haven't seen a ton of Classic Who, but I always make it a point to go to the Classic Who companion panel at Gallifrey One, because even though I might know not know exactly what they're talking about, you can tell they all have so much fun doing these. They Just the stories, especially this year, um, they had Peter Davison, and I think most, if not all, of the actors who played his companions, and it was just so much fun watching them on stage ripping each other about everything. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean that's and that's the thing you can tell the camaraderie these people yeah. have, uh, and you know and you have the shared bond of being this in this this legendary you know piece this legendary show. Um, Tanya, I'm not going to ask because I know you you your first was Colin Baker as well because I know you don't go to usually go. To, I can't speak anymore. All of a sudden, my <laughs> voice is in totally different direction. Um, but I know you don't go to a lot of conventions, so I'm pretty sure Colin Baker was your first Doctor Who person. Yes, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Okay. My first was Nicholas Courtney, um, the Brigadier, and I was yeah. all of 13 years old when he came to Rochester for a creation convention uh, when that came through, because creation would do, they were like the traveling circus of, of sci-fi, you know, Comic-Cons and stuff like that. Um, and they came to the, what was then the Holiday Inn. I don't know what it is right now. It was the Radisson, and then it's the, it's the one slated for demolition across from the, 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 convention, the convention center. center. <laughs> so, but I remember that's where I met him, and uh, and you know I went to the panels and I got his autograph and I got to talk for a little bit, and then he would, of course, he would channel the brigadier, which made us all scream and you know we're having a grand old freaking time. Mm -hmm. uh, but then my buddy Jim and I, who had gone to the convention together, uh, there was a McDonald's like three doors down from the hotel, so we were there for lunch, and uh, we're just you know chewing the fat and talking about what we'd just seen and all of a sudden none other than Nicholas Courtney comes walking in and here we are had just seen him just gotten his autograph and now he's like walking right past us at a McDonald's of all places <laughs> because you have that kind of anonymity in the 80s when you're part of this this cult show which had not hit mm -hmm. global phenomenon status at this point and he looked and he saw us and he smiles he goes and then the brigadier came out gentlemen and we both were so sitting bolt upright <laughs> Uh, uh, it was a rip. It was an absolute rip. So I remember that. And then, of course, I, I've met Colin twice now, and and uh, and Caitlin. And I'm hoping to. That's why I'm gonna start collecting living doctors at this point because I've been missing out on that. I need to go to more conventions when they start happening again. I need to go to more conventions. Yeah, yes. I know. I was I was bummed because I was thinking about kind because of, they kind of cycle through the the classic doctors at Galley. You know, they mm -hmm. don't generally have the same one you know, two years in a row, but I was, th right. I was thinking about it. I'm like, Oh, it would have been a Paul McGann year. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> like, no, no. Cause he's so sweet. 
I've, I've listened to Paul got shafted of, too. Yeah, of, of all the of the non new who um, mm -hmm. finishes that I've listened to, I've mostly listened to his just because I feel like I want to watch all of the particular doctor's episodes before I get too deep into the extra stuff. Right. <laughs> and so of course, you know, it's just you just gotta watch the movie with him and then, you know, the short that came out in 2013 for the, the anniversary. Right. And he's he's very sweet. I think I got a picture with him. Long Island. I don't know mm -hmm. if they still do it or not, but there there was a Doctor Who convention in Long Island and and I got my picture with him there. And it was he was I can't very sweet. It's been seven years since that already. I know. I know. I know. I I hope they have a really fun idea for the 60th anniversary. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I, I'm sure Chris Chibnall's already you know slaving away at it as we speak. Yeah. Sweet you talking know, to the actors. Be like, you want to come back, right? Because yeah. I remember. <laughs> I forget when I read it, but I remember reading something where at one point Stephen Moffat was writing in a version of the 50th anniversary with no doctors because Matt technically wasn't under contract for that long, and he hadn't. Oh, wow. You know, David hadn't been contacted yet, and you know, Chris and, and all that. And so, there, there's a version of Day no. of the Doctor out there somewhere where it's just Clara. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, people would have gone bonkers for that. That would not have gone over well. No. <laughs> oh, my word. Um, oh, my word. By that point, because I really want Kate Stewart back. Oh, that would be cool. Uh, be good to see. That's a great character. Like I keep thinking that she's going to show up in the new series because one of the reasons why people knew or had guessed that Captain Jack was going to be back um, mm -hmm. for, for this special was he hasn't been in any Torchwood releases. He hasn't had any big finish releases, I think, since March of this year. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, Chibnall didn't want anybody writing extra stuff for him, right. <laughs> you know, that might contradict what he was planning on doing. And they haven't had a unit box set in a while now. And they had said, oh, it's because we're going to, you know, kind of retool the series a little bit, switch, you know, writers and stuff. But it's it's been a while. And I'm like, can I please have more Kate and Osgood and <laughs> the other characters who were so far only showed up on audio, though? Oh, the actor... This season, the actor who played the detective in Praxis, whatever one it was, where like it, you know it was one of the you know environmental. Oh right, right, right! I remember who you're talking yeah. about. I just can't think of the person's name at the moment. Yeah, no, it was a character called Josh Carter in the unit box set, and I was like, oh, maybe it's Josh Carter, and then it was not him. But he used the exact same voice in the entire episode. I'm sitting there like it's Josh Carter. <laughs> Where's Kate? Where's Osgood? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping they'll show up because it, because like, you know, they, they haven't been in big finish in a while. So was that but Matthew McNulty? It that might was, be. I, that was Adam it. Lang. Or yeah. Warren Brown was Jake Willis. Warren Brown. Warren Brown is in, is in the big finish stuff. Mm -hmm. He's, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty, I'm going to be embarrassed if I got the wrong character name. But. Oh, don't be. Please. You've, you've forgotten more about Doctor Who than I've ever known. That's amazing. No, you're in good shape. Don't worry about that. Um, Sam here's what Bishop I wanted, here's, here's is what Sam I wanted to know. Um, name. What's that? I'm sorry? Sam Bishop is the character's name ah. that Warren Brown plays. I was thinking of um, a different character. But they're, they're both ones that have only shown up in the audio so far. So uh, <laughs> here's, here's what I want to do right now. I want to take a quick break. Um, and then when we come back... 
what I, we've talked to kind of a little bit of our, our retrospective. We've done our version of a retrospective of, of, of this 57-year-old monster of a TV show. Uh, when we come back, Elizabeth, I want to get your view on, on where the show is at this very moment and a little theory crafting on where we think it's going and maybe some ideas of where we would want it to go. Uh, so that we're going to take a quick break and then when we come back, that's what will be next. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, uh, talking about one of the, in my, at least my popular opinion, one of the coolest TV shows to ever grace the small screen ever. Uh, and that would be Doctor Who, 57 years and counting this past November. Uh, and the holiday season uh, special is coming up and it's going to be, is it New Year's Day this yes. year? Yes, yeah. Okay. Uh, the 13th Doctor, Jodie Whittaker, uh, finding herself dealing with Daleks, as every Doctor should on a few occasions throughout the course of their tenures. Uh, and it looks like we're going to have some uh, some pretty cool guests in this one. Elizabeth, help me out here. Is it is it Captain Jack rumors are official at this point? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. The man himself, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Captain Jack Harkness, the irrepressible John Barrowman. Barrowman! Anyway. Um, Who looks better in heels than I do. Yes. <laughs> he owns it. It's amazing. I mean, that's, and I think that's one of the reasons why John Barrowman is so beloved by the people who experience him. It's, you don't meet John Barrowman. You don't you get a chance to, get to know. Him. You experience <laughs> John Barrowman because that man is is the consummate definition of full throttle. <laughs> you know, and, and I love him for it. It's just amazing to watch him in action. Um, you know, I thought it was hysterical when we moved you into your house mm -hmm. that we found his book on that bookshelf from your predecessor. Oh, that's right. Anything that's goes. Right. And, and the book actually came home with me. I actually yes, I remember I that. have that. So it's on uh -huh. our bookshelf, but it was hysterical. My, my predecessor of the who owned this house before I did, he left this large bookshelf on the front porch, the enclosed front porch. And uh, there was tons of different books and lots of cookbooks, lots of, you know, biographies and dramas and this, that, and the other thing. And wouldn't Tanya find the one and only John Barrowman book on the entire freaking collection? And it was hilarious. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, sure, go ahead, keep it. <laughs> yes. Yep, they came home. The least I could say for thank you for helping me move into my house. Other than pizza. And well, I, you know, there's always lots of pizza. So, um, so what do we know about the upcoming holiday seat uh, special? What in, on on New Year's Day? What are we going to see? Yeah. So from the trailer, and because I personally try to avoid too many like unofficial spoilers, like I try not to look at like set photos or anything. But right. you know, basically, it's it's the Thirteenth Doctor is in space jail <laughs> after okay. the Jadoon founder, you know, and but the you know Yaz and Graham and uh, Ryan are all back on Earth, and there's a Dalek invasion. Apparently, they are passing themselves off as security drones. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, uh, 
apparently everybody forgot, you know, what happened in season four, but the, there is an in-universe explanation for that, I guess. So, uh, you know, you know, because apparently, because I, I guess the idea is that, because uh, Stephen Moffat kind of wanted a reset was so that not every, you know, human character on earth was like, oh, it's aliens again. You know, he kind of had the explanation where the, the crack that, you know, was in Amy's wall kind of erased everybody's memories from, of, of um, the Daleks invading and stuff like that, or, you know, okay. whatever there's, there's a couple of different ways it can work out, but um, yeah. So they're on earth without, without the doctor to, you know, call on to take care of the Daleks as they know she can. And Captain Jack comes, you know, from somewhere who knows what he's been up to in the meantime. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> but Jack and, is back. Yeah. Jack is back. Yeah. That was like the one, like the five second teaser on Doctor Who Day. That was it. I was like, why can we not have an entire trailer today, though? Okay. Has, has there been know. an official trailer yet? Yeah, there was a full trailer. I think it came out a week ago because I did write the the um blog. the little you know thing for the for the Patreon blog about it. Mm-hmm. I think it was okay. about a week ago. Um, but yeah, so and the 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 crazy. Um, American hotel owner who also gets into politics is back in this episode as well. Oh, that's right. I remember seeing him in that. Okay, I did see the trailer after all. I I was thinking, like, okay, now I remember. See, this is what happens when you're seven years younger than the show you're talking about. (laughs) Um, Okay, so with that all being said, uh, so we have Daleks, we have Jadoon, we have the Doctor in jail. So, we're, is this going to be a Doctor Light episode? Because I know Moffat and and Davies did that a, like once a season. There was one where you almost didn't have the Doctor at all. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, because I think Chris Chibnall team seems to be slightly better than his. I mean, I was only really like active in the fandom enough to know what was going on when Stephen Moffat was doing stuff. But it does seem like. Chibnall is a little bit better at getting secrets to be kept okay. slightly because like I, I I knew what the <laughs> what the cliffhanger to the Doctor Falls was um, mm-hmm. like three hours before I saw the episode because they were filming outside and there there was pictures on set of the first Doctor and the twelfth Doctor and I was like well I guess I know what's happening <laughs> you know yeah yeah that's <laughs> kind of giveaway unfortunately yeah yeah. So, you know, I, I think he's a little bit better because I, I mostly knew Chris Chibnall's, Chibnall's writing from uh, Broadchurch, um, okay. which I, <laughs> it's one of those shows I got into because I knew David Tennant was in it and then just wound up falling in love with the show, uh-huh. you know, to be canceled three seasons later. Like, I know, Duncan. it was a great show. It's really good. I mean, he did plan it for, for it to be three seasons, unlike my, my very sad finding out this week that DuckTales is ending after three seasons. Um, uh, but, you know, it's a whole other topic, but... Uh, it's another thing entirely, yeah. Yeah, so he, he does seem to be better, because, like, I know, like, one of... Mm, how do I do this without spoilers for Broadchurch? Because it is really good, and I highly recommend watching it with as little spoilers as possible. But uh, basically, in season two nobody really knew exactly what the plot of season two was going to be until it aired. Even, you know, the trailer for it was a little, you know, what's going on, just kind of like brief flashes of things. Um, An actor that everybody expected to not be back in season two from season one 
mm-hmm. was back and like they went to the extent of like he was in a different hotel from the rest of the cast they made him arrive at a different time they had him wear a wig when he was doing outside stuff <laughs> you know so <laughs> they, they, he does seem to be a little bit better at finding ways to keep secrets so it, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's hard to tell what exactly the episode is going to be I mean they kept the Captain Jack coming back a secret mm-hmm. you know of the, of the Jadoon right <laughs> So they're renovating their flat over there because people saw him at like the store. So he's like, I ended up having to like go to like the, the, like, um, like the Home Depot type stores to throw people off the trail. Mm And then actually, I think, you know, Bearman actually started renovating that flat while he was there. (laughs) I might as well. (laughs) Yeah. Cause like, because they did start filming the new season a few weeks ago, and obviously it is now official that um, that Graham and Ryan will not be back for this right. next season. They haven't said anything about Yaz one way or the other yet. No. And I was thinking, like, oh, wouldn't it be you know funny if, or just fun if, you know, Captain Jack was a companion for a season? Like you know he, but. You know, you can't look at John Barrowman's social media and get any indication of that because he's he's learned how to play that game. <laughs> right, exactly. It, it's better. You know, that's the thing is that is, and you you nailed it. It is a game that we all play these days. Um, you know, and it's better for the fans to not know. I think if we don't know what's going to happen going in, it's it's better for the story. It's better for the experience. Yeah. Uh, and and but I'm interested to see. I mean, I'm, they're not making any. Uh, references to future companions so it looks like right now off the cuff it's going to be 13 and yaz which yeah. could be an interesting combination it would be i think it'd be a good chance yaz to actually shine instead yeah. of just being in the background kind of holding the two boys together yeah, though I, I don't even know if yes will be back for sure because I, I do follow um mandip on instagram mm-hmm. and i see any indications that she's on set you know and there is like one shot in the trailer that looks like things are not going well for her so i, right. I don't know you know I, I do think it would be interesting if it was just an entire season of just the doctor on her own or Which the is that clicked in yeah. my head that you were t- when you were talking about it. i'm like okay that that could be yeah. a thing yeah because i mean it, they did a little bit of that with the the season four specials at the end of david Tennant's run he didn't have a companion right for any of those those episodes um but also, I, you know, I, I'd really like it if maybe because when when they originally announced that there were going to be three companions, I thought, oh, you know, OK, cool, you know, whatever. That that sounds interesting. I didn't hate it, I think, as much as some people did, apparently. Um, we, but, we live in an era where you can't announce something about a, a global entertainment phenomenon and, and, you know, you're not going to get the hate. I mean, yeah. it's just it's impossible. There's going to be yeah. a, a cadre of people that will despise something yeah. you're doing. And it's mm-hmm. unfortunate, but true. Yeah, because I remember when they announced it, I was like, oh, cool, maybe they'll all be from, like, different times or places, but then they all wound up being from, you know, contemporary Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which isn't mm-hmm. bad, but I, I, I was kind of hoping that maybe they'd be, you know, just slightly, you know, from different time periods, because I think that would be an interesting dynamic. So, you know, maybe if 13 does wind up being on her own again at the end of this, this special, you know, maybe... Maybe she'll just kind of acquire companions naturally, like one at a time or something. Kind of how, like, I guess five did, where he just kind of wound up with like a bunch of people on his TARDIS at one point. Yeah. From all the- 
times and places and planets and everything. So you, know, you make you make a valid point. I didn't yeah. even think of that. In New Who, every companion has been a contemporary to, yep. uh, to us. Yeah, you know, I modern- guess at one point. I guess at one point, um, there was they were originally going to have Clara be Victorian, be like the Clara that we saw in the Snowmen. Um, okay. I guess they went forward with that idea enough that Neil Gaiman has said that his initial drafts of um, A Nightmare in Silver did have Victorian Clara and Victorian children that she was nannying. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did have some, you know, stuff to adjust when he when he did the final bits of, of his episode. But, you know, it would have been interesting for sure. So I, I, I think it'd just be fun to have companions from different times and places. Right. So I don't well, dislike I mean, the contemporary, you know, Earth companions because definitely it it serves a purpose in terms of what the Doctor has to explain is, you know, pairs up pretty well with what would need to be explained to the person watching the TV show. But it, it, I just think it would be a fun dynamic to have that they could play with and have it be a little more interesting and a little bit more f- fresh because, like, you know, apart from apart from River, who, you know, is doesn't really stick around all that long, and Jack, who is only a companion for a few episodes, it's all been contemporary Earth, contemporary England, for that matter. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, everything that I'm seeing right now as of December 6, 2020, um, uh, Mandip Gill is returning as Yaz. Okay. Okay. It yeah. says series star Jodie Whittaker is still on board as the Doctor, and the same goes for showrunner Chris Chibnall and Mandip Gill as companion Yaz. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like I said, I follow her on, Twi- on on Instagram, and I hadn't seen anything that looked like was yeah, Doctor Who. But I'm, you know, given like I said, how Chibnall is, I'm sure probably there's very minimal allowance. Yeah. Well, there's an interview <laughs> with her on Radio Times in the next day or two, like I said something about on the eighth and she's said, um, she just thought I'm not ready for this journey to end. Why leave something? If you're enjoying it, it's working and there's development. Mm -hmm. She's like, I don't know when it will end for me because as a person, as a character, there's still so much more to explore. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I I liked having, like, I think it's an interesting dynamic having three companions, but like I said, I just wish they had kind of, come on board one at a time so we could like have a Yaz episode or have a, a, a Ryan episode or a Graham episode. Like, so you got to know all of them before they all kind of just got like thrown into everything all at once. Cause back in the day, I mean, like I, I think the, the two people who had the most were four and five. Mm-hmm. No, well, you know, one had a, had a crew at one point or another. Yeah. Yeah. Two was always the second doctor always had like Jamie for the mm-hmm. most part, and then maybe one or two other people, but usually yeah. just one. Um, so, yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, I remember because four towards the end of his run, he ran into Adric. Then they mm-hmm. picked up Nyssa. Then they picked up Tegan. And then they killed off Adric. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. Oops. Um, and then they picked up Turlo. And so there was three and, and for a while. And and then, yeah. then Tegan took off and then she came back and Nyssa took off and came. It was just a really weird you know, kind of back and forth kind of a thing there. But yeah, it's it's people saying, well, three is not, you know, not normal. Yeah, it kind of is. It happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, but, I, I think, but, you know, with, with fewer, because I know the whole argument when they reduced the number of episodes at the start of 13's run was like, oh, the episodes will be longer, though, so you're still getting the same amount of Doctor Who. I'm like, yeah, but there's a difference between the amount, like the runtime and the number of stories. And I think that's yeah. kind of what, 
maybe didn't quite work because we never got, you know, they, they didn't have enough time for, you know, I mean, Yaz had um, Demons of the Punjab and, and, and that, but mm-hmm. I just wish that there had been a little bit more time to explore each of the companions before they decided to, you know, jump on board full time. <laughs> right. Right. They did kind of throw them into the, the mix there. Yeah. How do you like Jody? I like her. I mean, she's a fun actress. I, mm-hmm. I do. I, I like that they let her be funny, especially because what I saw her in Broadchurch was, you know, she was playing the mom of a murdered 10 year old. So mm-hmm. <laughs> there was obviously a lot of emotion involved there. I just, and I think the, the, la- you know, having her be bright and cheery compared to 12 is, you know, <laughs> something they kind of had to do. Cause that's kind of what happened with 11 where he was so childlike and, whatever and then you kind of switch over to 12 and he's all old and grumpy because you know it's you've got to have some variety in in how the doctor is um yeah but he lightened up too and he did yeah for sure lightened up is when he really became like one of the the quintessential doctors at that point and i think we're kind of seeing that but backwards with 13 because she started Mm -hmm. out so like you know warm and happy and let's go, you know, and now all this stuff with Gallifrey and the master again, she's kind of getting yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah. I just, I just hope that they let her do, cause I, I don't mind the funny and the light stuff, but I hope they let her do more dynamic and dramatic stuff mm-hmm. because this, the episode, the, the scene that really made me excited for her doctor um, when I was, watching Broadchurch again after I, you know, because obviously I, I, you know, I remembered quite a lot of Broadchurch, but I'm like, let me go back and rewatch it again after the announcement got made is mm-hmm. the scene at the end of season two where she's basically confronting the person who murdered her child. And she's saying, you know, all this stuff about you don't get to talk. You need to listen to what I am saying because you, you don't get a voice in this. You need to shut up and let me talk and get through this and mm-hmm. stuff about like, you know, we could kill you in here and dump your body on a beach and nobody would care because you know, you're this awful person. And it's just such an amazing, amazing scene. And I love it a lot. (laughs) And I've just been kind of waiting for more of that from her doctor. I mean, we've definitely gotten a bit of that, especially this season. I think the first season, first season I keep, in my opinion, they were trying just a little too hard to make the 13th doctor likable. I think because there was such a backlash against how grumpy 12 was, though I thought it was perfectly fine that he was grumpy, especially yeah, if you seriously. especially if you think about what 11 went through right before the regeneration. Like he was stuck on a planet for centuries. Years, yeah. Generations after generations of these people die because of him, essentially, and him having to be the one to protect their planet from getting blown up by Dalek, Cybermen, everything. You right, know? right. So it makes sense for, for him to have been grumpy. And so I think they tried a little too hard both between what happened with 12 being so grumpy and because she's the first woman doctor mm-hmm. in the show. I think they tried a little too hard to make her too peppy too you know but uh, yeah because because there were a couple times in the first in her first season where she'd be like oh i don't know what that is and i'm like okay yeah no the doctor you know i don't think anybody could ever know everything in the universe obviously but there was a little too much of that with with that season a little naivete that was yeah like i'm like like i felt like she should have known what a bating was because that seemed like something that 
as a person who drives a ship with unlimited power that the doctor should know about potentially, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. There was a couple Uh, of that that I questioned too. Yeah. So I like her. I, I think it's getting better. I'm definitely interested to see, you know, both this special, you know, now that they've, because they did very purposefully make, like there were no references and no returning monsters or characters apart from the Doctor and the TARDIS in her first season, because they wanted it to be a jumping on point. They didn't want to scare any new fans away by having too much continuity, but I'm like, you got to have some, especially for the, you know, for the fans who've been watching for a really long time. And they've definitely started bringing that back with, you know, (laughs) the Master, which was the most bonkers reveal like because i had no clue yeah you didn't see it coming that was one of those few times where they they caught me completely flat foot yeah like between that and captain jack this season yeah i was like okay annoyed as i sometimes am about the lack of information sometimes out Mm -hmm. out of chimels doctor who like Mm -hmm. okay that was fun (laughs) i appreciated that that did not get out you know yeah so I, I, you know, I'm definitely interested to see how this this special goes and how her next season goes. Even though I'm still kind of sad, like I understand why, but I'm still sad that it's only eight episodes next year. So, Ugh, I know the COVID. Yeah. The, the, well, you know, COVID. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I, anyway. Yeah, like I completely understand that probably a lot of their budget is having to go towards you know safety measures to make sure everything everybody's safe and everything. Right, but I'm exactly. like, oh. <laughs> like I, I almost wish that they had found a way to do like a split season, kind of like how they did season six and season seven. Um, oh yeah, a couple know. episodes in the spring and then a couple. In yeah, the fall. yeah, because I think that might have given them enough time. You know, like film some episodes now so you have some for next year, so it's not you know another year without any doctor who apart from the new year's special right. <laughs> um but then you know hopefully maybe they would have been able to take enough of a break to then come back and do another five episodes with things being a lot calmer but you know they they, they got to do what they got to do especially if actors might be attached to other things you mm-hmm. know who knows so but onward at least they're forward. able to do it they're able to film yeah. <laughs> so Onward and forward. Yeah. Um, I know we wanted to talk a little bit about some like Time Lord Victoria stuff like that yeah. on, on Big Finish. Unfortunately, just I'm looking at the, the clock right now. And, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's, and that's the thing it's about another it. podcast all in itself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when you have when you have diehard fans, we, you can talk about this show for hours, plural, and still not be able to effectively scratch the surface of, of all the things you can talk about when it comes to this this phenomenon. Uh, that this global phenomenon, yeah, especially because um, it's not just a TV show anymore. The comics, the audios, the, yeah. the book, everything. <laughs> but I, I do want to ask the, the 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 question that we'd hit at the top. Uh, you know, it's very important to me. Uh, if you eat twenty boxes of Jelly Babies in under five minutes, do you suddenly regenerate? I'm I'm asking for a friend. Yeah. Huh. It's it's an experiment. I think it's an experiment. I think we, I, you know, at the very least, I know it's going to happen. If you eat twenty box, boxes of jelly babies, know, five minutes, you're going to have diabetes. diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have diabetes. That's for sure. Yeah, that's a whole other setup. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lord. Like, yeah. Probably. Elizabeth, thank you so much for hanging out with us as, yeah. as you have on a couple of occasions. I, I love having you over on the show because it's just this. It's not just the fountain of knowledge, it's the enthusiasm. Yeah. And and I just I love I love having that on board with me on, on this one about something that I love so much. So I do appreciate that. Um stick with us for our question of the week. We're gonna take a quick break and then we'll come back for our question of the week and uh, and then we'll wrap the show up. So here we go, we'll be right back. 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dudes and dudettes, and all time lords in between. Um, again, Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us today. I would like to give you the opportunity to pick our question of the week this week. Uh, pick a number between 1 and 453. Let's see. Uh, 157, I guess, maybe. <laughs> there you go. 157. 157. Now, these right. questions have not always been like blissfully nerdy there's been some serious topics in there so i'm interested to see what pops up sometimes they make us think yes <laughs> question all right ready yes who do you feel like you know even though you've never met them okay all right elizabeth who do you uh, feel you know even though you've never met that person hmm. maybe georgia Tennant, just because i love her instagram so much there you <laughs> I mean, the, the tenants do keep their lives, their, you know, their lives very private, which I think is amazing and a, mm -hmm. an accomplishment in this, you know, day and age. But she, especially Georgia, is so funny on Instagram all the time. I remember <laughs> I her posting the picture of, of her father standing on a chair trying to change a light bulb and David with hands <laughs> in his pockets watching. And yeah. the captain was, I don't think this is going to end well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I, I think a little too, because um, the, the staged show that they did this year in lockdown mm -hmm. was was a lot of fun uh, if you haven't watched that yet it's very very funny it is a bit of the british humor you know okay. but it's it's very good and they're they're doing a second season too so okay. that'll be fun it's on hulu so all right i will check that out yeah uh how about you uh grandmaster daniel i'm trying to think i i, I just come back to me I'm, I'm not sure you've met so many people over the years Right. And I think that's that's one of the things, though, is, is you, you Elizabeth hit it with the fact that social media allows us to get to know a person without having to meet them. Of course, you're getting to know yeah. a person. You're getting to know, to know what they're letting you see. Yeah. Exactly. And there's a lot of people like that that I that I follow that, you know, you, you get to at least know a portion of their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about you, and, Tanya? Fabulous. Um, oh, just like Dan, it's like it makes you stop and think. Um, mm -hmm. I would probably have to go like uh, Jared Padalecki or Jensen Ackles. Okay, Just the supernatural like, brothers. The supernatural brothers, because I mean, I've I've seen Jensen go from Eric Brady and Days of Our Lives to Dark Angel to. Uh, Dean Winchester and mm -hmm. and uh, that he's singing and and just that he's an all around talented man that he's got the the bar in Texas and all that kind of that stuff mm -hmm. and so yeah it would have to be the Winchester brothers. Got an idea there, young man? No, 
I mean, there's so many, there's so many names that could pop, could pop up here. I mean, cause there's, I mean, a lot of people I've known, I followed for years type of thing. A lot of celebrities, of course, that you follow for years. And, but, and I just I, figured out, Chris, yes, we are two degrees from Matt Smith. Yes, we are. We have been for a long time now. Yes. A couple of years now. Cause of Caitlin. Yep. <laughs> cause yeah. you said I was two degrees to okay. baby Yoda. Baby Yoda the other day because we met Mike, Michael Bean. Right. <laughs> you know, and I just let me just take the moment to say, Caitlin Blackwood, what a treasure that young lady is! What a doll! And when we when we closed up the show that she was there, when she when we closed up the FC three, she'd come to, and we all wound up at the old Toad. And, and not I all have the, of us. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Um, I have this picture of her and Jules, and 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 they the two of them hit it off like they were like they like they'd known each other for years. It was just an adorable picture, and I, I just I love that one. Anyway, so yes, we're two degrees away from from Matt Smith. Um, actually, we're closer than that because of Dan. So oh, <laughs> and because yeah. of Elizabeth, you know. So it's like, wait. Um, she, she right. was really nice because she was at Gallifrey One, I think, just a few months after FC3, uh -huh. and I somehow wound up on the same shuttle from the airport to the hotel with her. <laughs> and I, I told her that you guys said hi. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think her Nick mother. Briggs. I think Nick Briggs was on the same bus, and I was like, "Oh, I got, I got on the bus with all the Doctor Who people. Cool, hi." Good ride. There you go. I would be nerding out. That'd yeah. be awesome. I think my answer. <laughs> excuse me. Hang on a second. Yeah, that got caught in my throat there. Um, I think my answer to this question would be voice actress Erica Ishii. Because uh, I found her on Twitter. Um, and she's done a lot of anime video game work. She knows the critical role folks, right? She's mm -hmm. friends with Teen Phoenix. Uh, she, she knows Matt Mercer. She knows all these folks. She, and I saw her during a regular live play on the Geek and Sundry channel when it was still on Pluto TV on the internet. Uh, so I, I got a chance to like see her in action and then I found her on Twitter and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just going to follow her and see what convention, you know, stuff she gets herself into. But then she would be like, so open. And like, we were talking about it, you know, some people allow you to see a version of themselves and others just tell you everything that's going on. And she's one of those folks. So, and, and there are times I'd make a comment and she'd make a comment back to me on something I said. So it's like, in a in a really weird kind of way, we've become acquaintances. Maybe not friends, you know. Obviously, but we become acquaintances. So I've gotten to know this person, but have I ever met her face to face? No, I haven't. I'd love to have her at FC three sometime. That'd be phenomenal. But you know, it's it's just one of those things, and it, it falls back to the social media has done wonders to connect people type of, of an adage. Yeah, and you connect with people you never even thought about before. That you know, how could I possibly get to know this person? Right. And and now you are. You're being given that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I dabbled in Twitter. When I first got my account, I was like, it went six or seven years before I even, like, logged into it. <laughs> you know, it was like one of those things. And then suddenly I remember going in earnest and, like, making searching. a comment. You know, and I'm searching people out and liking posts and making comments. And suddenly people were making comments on my comments. And I'm commenting that. And then the actual poster, the celebrity that I'm following, jumps in and starts talking to the both of us. I'm like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was uh, so amazing. Yeah. One of, so. one of my favorite things that Georgia does is, I don't know if she's got, because you can, like, follow searches or whatever of, of different phrases on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she does that or if she just randomly, you know, searches her husband's name, but she'll respond to tweets about David sometimes, and it is so funny. 
and it's usually just very dry and, and a little bit on the sarcastic side too. She's yeah. not like she doesn't pump them up. She she really she'll take shots at them. Yeah, she does. Yeah, like my favorite one of one. She hasn't done this in a while, but on Instagram sometimes people will be like, "Can you post more pictures of David or whatever?" You know, and and she'll post like pictures of every David except her husband. <laughs> she's just like, listen. <laughs> Because she can. Uh, she can, yeah. She she's Ugh. so funny. Yeah. I was you know, I was a little nervous when she got social media that because I think she had like a private Facebook account for a really long time up, you know. Uh-huh. And I was like a little nervous. I'm like, oh, are you know, people gonna behave themselves? <laughs> but yeah. I think, you know, she she's unafraid enough to say what she thinks that people have, you know, for the most part not been grosser obnoxious so it's going to be them he's going to have that thick skin and be able to yeah. go, go get past him because yeah, yeah for sure yeah yeah she's fun though i yeah because david tenant's podcast is a lot of fun and then she'll pop in sometimes and mm-hmm. they have a great chemistry like a the two of them. <laughs> yeah. like, they, you know, it's good to see the two of them together because they just have such great chemistry with each other yeah so sweet it, it is a little weird how they met and it was funny because at that new york comic-con matt and alex were both teasing david about it it was very funny but... well the, my favorite anecdote is 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 peter and, and sylvester are at the panel and somebody shouts out the question what's the strangest thing a fan has ever given you and before the two of them can respond somebody yells out a granddaughter yeah. and you know and they, everybody loses it you know and peter davidson's got his head on the table <laughs> just laughing so hard you know yeah so. uh I know. I, I just want to be like friends with them. They seem like such cool people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that, and that's the, that's the great chemistry that they have. Yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely watch stage. If you get a chance, it's really funny. It's because basically the basic conceit of the show is that David Tennant and Michael Sheen were supposed to do a play together, but then all this happens and lockdown happens. And so the director tries to convince them to continue to go on with rehearsals over zoom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just a whole thing they've got a bunch of different guest actors too like samuel samuel jackson is in it judy dench is in it oh wow wow. (laughs) and that's that's stage is what you stage yeah it's on hulu and the second season is supposed to start soon i think um and hopefully it gets on hulu faster than the first season did because it i think it aired in the uk back in like april or may and it only got put on uh hulu like the last month or so Mm -hmm. but they're like 30 minute or less episodes and i think there's only eight episodes so it's fun (laughs) good stuff all right lots of good things to look forward to the holiday special for doctor who coming out on new year's day Day. january 1st it's a friday yay and hopefully and and it'll, it'll be coming out on hbo max and bbc america um you know i don't know um because usually there's some sort of delay uh, but I don't because this is the first episode that I think will be coming out <clears throat> since the HBO deal went through. Okay. Because um, I know it I got taken off. Out. Yeah. I so I, I, I don't know. I usually buy the episodes on on Amazon Prime because yeah. they let me screen cap and save the screen caps to my computer, unlike iTunes, which blocks the screenshots and is yeah. a pain when we're trying to get bills. <laughs> so I'll update but people on their reviews on that one. Though, so. Gotcha. Yeah. Like I said, I'll, I'll update Nerd World News on that one. So if I, if I learn anything, I'll make sure people know about it. Yeah. <laughs> Good deal. Well, then that's, that is, my dear friends and family, what we would call a rapper root. We're done. That's it. It's all over. So, hey, Dan. Hey, Chris. Hey, Dan. Hey, Chris. Hit it. 
because this has been FC3's Monkey Business, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con, coming at you in 2021. Like us on Facebook, like follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, follow us wherever we go, and we will lead you to where the entertainment is. You guys have a great week. Have a safe week, and we will talk to you again next week. Dun dun. <laughs> Every time. Every time.